Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Acts chapter 4 with verses 13 through 37. Following Peter's demonstration of God's power by healing the lame beggar, he delivered his second sermon to the Jews in Jerusalem. Peter and John were immediately arrested by the temple guards and brought before the high priest. He was warned by the Jews not to preach the gospel. In verses 19 and 20, Peter and John replied, Whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, We Cannot Stop Speaking. Well, come with me, please, to uh, Acts uh, chapter 4. And Lord willing, we're going to finish this entire chapter today. As we've entered Acts, I, I, I wanted to make the commitment to not get bogged down. So many wonderful places you could stop and spread out your tentacles to um, very important things. And I reserve the right to do that somewhere along the way. But uh, I want us to see the flow as this incredible spread of the gospel in the early days took place. Now, I want to catch you up with where we are. We went through the first 12 verses of uh, Acts chapter 4 last time, and at the risk of sounding like the cheesy introduction to an episode of a continuing TV series, you do need to know where we left off. So, previously on the HBC Adventures in Acts, here's what we've seen. Here's an outline of the whole chapter, including the part we will review. This is about Peter and John being uh, arrested and the first open persecution of the Christians. Number one, you're under arrest. Number two, the evidence against you is strong. Number three, when they were interrogated, they just said, we confess. Now we come to the new stuff for today. Let's offer a deal for 13 through 17. We order you to remain silent, verse 18. Deal rejected, 19 through 22. The disciples emboldened in 23 through 31, and the Spirit working, 32 to 37. So you can tell uh, we're not going to go slowly here, but I want you to see the, the, the big view. It started out with, you are under arrest. This was some days after the original 3,000 souls were saved in Acts chapter 2. We're not told exactly how long, but it wasn't a long time afterwards. And it happened when they came to the temple to pray one afternoon. Peter and John healed a man who had never before walked. His family and friends carried him every day to the beautiful gate in the, in the temple to beg for alms, and that's how the man made his subsistence. Now he's going around walking and leaping and praising God. Well, that gathered a crowd. Lots of people around the temple anyway, but they wanted to see what had happened to this man because all the times they'd been to the temple now for decades, 
They'd seen this man there, and they'd probably uh, stopped and, and dropped something uh, into the bucket for his alms. Well, as soon as the crowd was gathered, Peter preached that this was all about Jesus, that Jesus is the Messiah, and the leaders of the Jews had led the people to reject him and have him arrested and crucified, but God raised him from the dead. And while Peter and John, after the sermon had wrapped up and they were with the rest of the apostles, still talking to people in the temple, the leaders of the temple elites, it says there were Sadducees, that's one of the parties among the Jews, the ones that controlled the temple, the captain of the temple guard, their security team, and some of the priests, they came up and they interrupted what was going on because we're told in the text they were greatly disturbed. First of all, they were disturbed because of all these people gathering every day in the temple, which they regarded as their turf. You come here when we tell you to come here. You do what we want you to do. That's how the temple operates. This is our temple. That was their attitude. And here these people were gathering every day, and they were, they were being taught by the apostles who were not approved by the temple elites. That greatly disturbed them. Secondly, they were disturbed that the apostles were preaching not just in general about God's Word, but about Jesus, whom they hated, the one they thought they had eradicated by having Him crucified. And finally, we know they were disturbed because they were not only in the temple teaching without their authorization, teaching about Jesus, but they were also preaching about resurrection, That's a doctrine that the Sadducees rejected outright. They believed you die in your worm food. That's it. There was no life afterwards. So they came up. They interrupted what's going on right in front of everybody. They seized Peter and John and threw them in jail overnight. Well, then came the Inquisition. They brought them before the Sanhedrin, the the, the. Supreme Court of the Jews, if you will, and they just knew that the evidence against these guys was very strong. What evidence? Verse 4, but many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. The evidence that these guys were so terrible is that now 5,000 people, 5,000 heads of household, never mind the women and children, were all rejoicing in the salvation that they have in their Savior who they meant to put to death. And he didn't stay dead. So to them, that's just not proof that the Messiah has come. That is overwhelming evidence that these apostles are evil. And the people who believed in Jesus are all deluded. They all need to be sent away. So they say, by what name have you done this? By what power have you done this? And what they got was an immediate confession before the Sanhedrin, Peter and John immediately confessed, well, yeah, we're, we're guilty of healing this guy that had never walked. Uh, sorry about that. Um, well, they didn't say sorry. They weren't as sarcastic as I am. They said they did it by the power of Jesus and in His name. And then they further confessed to preaching that Jesus is the Messiah and that He rose from the dead. So we we got down past verses 10 and 11. By the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands here before you in good health. He, Jesus, 
is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And then it's interesting, Peter and John were the ones that ended the inquisition with these words, verse 12, which I highly recommend you memorize, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So they said, yeah, we're, we're guilty. We healed a guy. We preached Jesus, crucified and risen again, the only Savior of the world. So now they have to figure out what deal they can offer these guys, these, these pompous, proud elites of this entirely corrupt temple system. Remember we just read in, in Romans chapter 10, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They're trying to establish their own righteousness, rejecting the righteousness of God. That's what this is all about. Now they've got to figure out what are they going to do with these guys that they've arrested. And it didn't make their problem better by arresting them. It made it worse. Look at verses 13 and 14. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men. That doesn't mean stupid. It means they didn't go to our schools. We didn't train them. We haven't punched their cards. We didn't say they can be here. I mean, this isn't just, you know, God's temple that anybody that believes in Him can come to. This is our temple. That's what they mean by uneducated and untrained. They aren't one of us. They aren't among us. Well, when they saw that, they were amazed, and they began to recognize them as having been with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say. You know, this is persecution is very much like what you hear today. Oh, the Christians, they're just a bunch of people with their head in the sand. They're, they're anti-science. They don't understand they're, why they're uneducated and untrained. You, you know, you wouldn't want to follow them. But they had nothing to say in reply to the fact that, well... This guy that had never walked, he's walking. It says here he's standing with them. I guess he got tired of leaping and praising God. And they couldn't refute anything that the apostles were saying. So watch them squirm and come to a ridiculous conclusion, verse 15 through 17. But when they had ordered them to leave the council, they began to confer with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? Now listen to how they say this. For the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Wouldn't you say it's about time to maybe examine your theology? How did they heal this man? By the name of Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. We killed him. Well, yeah, but he didn't stay dead. God raised him from... Wouldn't you think it's about time for the leaders of the Jews to say, maybe these are the representatives of the Messiah? We can't deny any of this. But here's what they said. But so that it will not spread any further among the people, let us warn them to speak no longer to any man in this name. You would think a noteworthy miracle would have changed them, but nope. Just more of a problem to be eradicated, just like Jesus had been a problem to them. Wouldn't even think about connecting this to the Messiah, because surely if the Messiah came, 
he would have applied for admission to our club. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.